Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Relationship Talk. Come on in, come on in. I'm your host, Dana Shea, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Whether this is your first time listening to the podcast or maybe you are a consistent weekly listener, welcome or either welcome back. Y'all, today we are in episode 32, and this is our second episode of the brand new single series that we just launched called Single AF. It stands for single and free, of course. And last week, we kicked it off with John Sims, who, interestingly enough, was introduced to me by today's podcast guest, my dear friend, Vernisha Yuri. Now, Vernisha and I go way back, like way, way back. Like she knew me when I was barely out of diapers, you guys. Vernisha is the founder of the Stepping Into Purity Facebook group. She is a relationship strategist and a brand new author. I am so excited for her. I remember having conversations with Vernisha like seven years ago about this book that she had in her heart, and it is literally hot off the presses. She sent me a video of her unboxing it, and so I kind of got first dibs to see like, oh my God, the new book, the, the beautiful cover, super, super proud of her, so excited for her. So anyway, we'll talk about that book um, on the show. But before we get into the meat, the juicy, juicy details that Vernicia is going to share with us today, she's going to talk about how to break yourself free of toxic, unhealthy relationships. She's also going to talk a little bit about how to be content in your singlehood. I realize that many of you want to be married and others of you, you are actually enjoying your single life right now and have no plans to be married. And both are great. And what Vernicia is going to talk about is regardless of where you are to find contentment and to find peace with where you are. And so I'm super excited for you guys to listen to that. But before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about a new workshop that I'm launching. It's going to be on Friday, April 23rd, and it's for my ladies only Y'all, this is a workshop on boundaries. I know, right? Like so needed. So we are going to talk all about how setting boundaries is going to help you to protect your peace, prioritize your relationships, and prevent unrealistic expectations. And so I know that you need this. I need this. So join me on Friday, April 23rd. I'll give you more info about the workshop in the episode today, but go ahead and just bookmark danashay.com forward slash workshops. You can actually head over there right now. Just pause this podcast episode, go register for the workshop. I promise I'll be right here when you get back. Or of course, you can go ahead and register for that after today's episode. So without any further ado, let's jump on into my conversation with the virtuous, the voluptuous, yes, the victorious Vernicia Yuri. Vernisha friend, thank you so much for for being on this podcast. You know, we've been talking earlier about we recorded this podcast several weeks ago. And when I went in to do the production, I realized, oopsie, this podcast does not exist. So (laughs) thank you for being willing to come back on and actually have me literally hit record so that we can we can get into all things single today. You are welcome. Anytime. Well, Vernisha, we've known each other for geez, 30 probably like 35 years. I'm almost 40. And so we've known each other. Yeah, what'd you say? How old I am. <laughs> you are uh, 40-ish. <laughs> That's what we'll say. 
We've known each other for so long and I have been able to watch your life um, up close and personal. And I've seen you go through relationships and I've seen them not work out. And then I've seen you just really maintain your integrity throughout all of this. And I know you probably feel like you've made some mistakes and you probably haven't done everything exactly according to plan. But I just wanted to know if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, You don't have to tell how old you are, but maybe how long you've been in the single game. And did you expect to be 40-ish and still single? You're telling all my business, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> I'm Bernicia Ewer, and I am a relationship transition coach and also author of Stepping Into Purity. And like Dana said, we have been friends for a long time. I remember when Dana was in the nursery at our church. Oh so <laughs> I remember her growing up. And um, it's just a pleasure to be able to be here and see you. Uh, just blaze the trail when it comes to helping people with relationships. And yes, I have lived an extended period of singleness. That's my my phrase for it. Uh, but God had a plan and um, his plan was not for me to be married to any of those guys I was in relationship with. And I realize that now. Um, I think a long time ago, I was discontent. I was I was blaming the guys, you know, for my singleness. And I had to let that go. Because at the end of the day, I could have gotten married. There are a lot of people who got married and it wasn't God's plan. But for some reason, he preserved me. And I'm very grateful for that. That's such a great way to look at it. Instead of being bitter or, geez, I really thought relationship number three was the one, you know, like you're like, okay, that could have been, but praise God, because closed doors and no's from God are often blessings in disguise. And so, yeah, and I didn't always, I wasn't always happy about it. So it's been a complete process Mm -hmm. and I'm glad to be at a content state right now. But, you know, I told someone the other day. Sometimes I'm not, you know, sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes it, I want a man around, want a, a conversation with a male because I, I talk to all kinds of females all the time. Yeah. And it'll just be good to have, you know, a conversation with a male. So there are times that I'm not all that happy about it, but it, it was a process. It was something that I had to work through with the Lord. I had to talk to people about it. And um, and just resolve where God has me. And so I think what's brought me into where I am now with contentment and being busy doing things for single women, you know, pr- uh, programs. And I wrote the book for them and I have conversation, host conversations on social media and in my personal relationships as well. Uh, I started seeing what I was able to do because I wasn't married. And when I came into some of those things that, you know, I was like, am I a writer? You remember times where I called you and I was like, I need to be Mm -hmm. writing. What should I do? And I remember you telling me about seven years ago, you were like, write for 15 minutes a day. Well, I never did that. That's why it took me so long for this book to come out. (laughs) But it was a battle. And um, now that I'm on the other end of some of these things where I can see my the fruit of my labor, I'm like, you know what? I wasn't supposed to be married. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned to single women sometimes we're, you know, sometimes we're fighting for that conversation or that date, or we're disappointed because we're not married yet and we see other people getting married. But my thing is you're probably not supposed to be in a relationship right now. You're supposed to be doing something that God has given you to do. And you've set that aside because you are hungry 
for that relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think we were created for community and community with the opposite sex, you know, leading to marriage. But uh, if God has something for you to do now out of his wisdom, he will put that on hold until you accomplish those things. And I think that's exactly what he did in my life. Yeah, I think that is such an important revelation for women to know, for people to know, actually, that sometimes it appears like I'm on hold. Sometimes it appears like my prayers aren't being answered. But if you're able to look at it from a broader perspective, that God is actually intentionally putting you on hold. He is intentionally saying, wait, because he's got something better. And the better might not be a better man or a better woman. It might be like you said, Vernicia, like God has a project that you need to be able to devote your full time to that I could tell you being married, like I have to squeeze in time, you know, between the husband, between the kids, you know, all of those things. Like if I was single, I wouldn't necessarily have to do that. I'd be able to devote my full time into whatever project that I'm working on. And so I think sometimes it's always like this grass is greener on the other side mentality that we have, Mm -hmm. whether you're married. And I have a lot of married friends who are like, I kind of wish I would have stayed single. And then there's some single friends who were like, gosh, I just want to be married so bad. And I just really want people to be content. Like that word that you use, is just like Paul says, you know, in the Bible, be content in whatever state you're in. And that doesn't mean that you give up your desires. It doesn't mean that you say, well, okay, I don't want to be married anymore. I'm just going to accept my life being single. But it does mean that you get to a place where you're no longer striving. You're no longer um, discouraged all the time and wishing and hoping and dreaming all the time. And you can actually enjoy the life that you're living today. So you said that that was a process for you. How did you get from being, you know, that that person who was always thinking about, gosh, I need to be married. I want to be married to getting to that point of contentment. What did that journey look like for you? Well, after several heartbreaks, anybody who has common sense would be like, okay, what's going on here? You know, that pain will draw you to to your senses and it'll help you to start asking questions. And um, that's that, that was what was it. It was. It was another relationship that ended. Mm. After you go around that bush a couple of times, you're like, okay, what's going on here? You know, things aren't working. Um, and when I would tweak the process and think, okay, I'm, I'm doing better. You know, I've gotten with the Lord. I've got some little bit of counseling. You know, I talked to so-and-so. I prayed. And then it would happen again. I'd be like, what in the world? And I know one of the last times I was like, okay, this is ridiculous how in the world did I get in this situation? And that was because I was trying to meet my own needs instead of allowing God. And um, so it was, it was just a step-by-step process. I think of in and out of relationships, feeling that pain point, asking the question, seeking wise counsel and time. Time had to go by where I would, you know, I know there are times where I was dreaming about an ex. And I was like, why am I dreaming about him? Like, I don't want him anymore. And I would wake up, you know, in tears and I want my own husband. Like, why am I dreaming about somebody I don't even want anymore? Just, you know, lots of times of frustration. And I'm going to the only one who knew the answer because I would ask questions and I would try to get help, but no one seemed to know that answer that I needed that clicked with me. And so through time, through frustration, and um, and even, you know, times where I was pouting and looking at everybody else get married. And here I am. I mean, people I used to babysit, 
<clears throat> I was like, dang, they get married, you know? <laughs> I was like, and then they got kids and a house and a car and all this, you know? And, and I started comparing my life to theirs and looking at their life as being uh, an upgrade. And here I am still on the clearance rack, you know, mm-hmm. and not picked up on the clearance rack. And um, and so it, it was just all perspective. I needed to go to my creator, mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. who knew what I was designed to do and what he was directing me. And I was fighting against him. But through that pain, he coached me through the healing process out of a relationship. And I... I found I, I, I for the first time his love was more tangible than it had ever been. It wasn't just, oh, that's the God of my parents who took me to church and I got saved when I was little and I lived, you know, like a crazy woman for a while and I rededicated my life. Okay, I'm back on track. But the love and the affection of God is what I met up with after that heartbreak. And it was just me, Lord. So the Lord, um, was with me. He coached me. There, there were very few people who knew we had broken up uh, because the Lord wanted that time with just me and him. It was so sweet. That was it. That was the time that I needed to know that that the affection of the Savior was what I was looking for. That was the void I was trying to fill being in relationships. And so I feel like I'm more at a, a whole place now. I'm not saying everything's perfect because I got a lot of jacked up stuff I'm still working on. But but that affection was really at the seat of what I was chasing after in a relationship. And so now I'm, I'm more settled. I can make more conscious decisions when I meet someone or if I'm online dating, going through them daggone profiles, I'm like swipe left. You know, I can swipe left or I can like somebody and uh, see where that conversation goes. Are you tired of feeling used, pressured, or pushed around? Do you want to learn how to finally stand your ground? Do you find yourself saying yes to things just to regret it later? While you long for self-care without feeling like a traitor? Listen, friend, we need to talk about boundaries. Stop obsessing about what other people think and feeling afraid that saying no will cause a stink. You know what I'm saying is true. And you know this Boundaries Workshop is just for you. Register for my virtual workshop happening on April 23rd. This two-hour group workshop is going to help women just as sweet as you learn the right way to setting boundaries that protect your peace, prioritize your relationships, and prevent unrealistic expectations. It's time to stand up for you. Register today at danashay.com forward slash workshops and invite your girlfriends too. This is one event you need to say yes to. Register at danashay.com forward slash workshops. It'll cost you less than a pair of shoes. All right. So we are in here just having such a, a, a big laugh because we were just sitting here talking about online dating in the break. And I just, I, I don't know anything about that life. <laughs> When you talk about swipes to the left and this person liking me and all that stuff, like what in the world? So you were just telling me about how these dating sites are basically trying to get you for an arm and a leg and a body part and an organ, you know? Uh So like, how do you, how do you navigate through online dating? See y'all, Dana trying to get me to pop off on, um, in public, but anyway, cause I was going off during the break. (laughs) She want me to go off. 
So, you know, there are some sites that have free versions or they have a trial you can use. Um, and I've been through several. I paid for a couple. I remember I paid for eHarmony, which is a legit site. Um, they have like a hundred questions you have to go through. And I figure if somebody's going to pay and they're going to do a hundred questions, they got to be like halfway decent. But I started dating somebody all went out in the wash. I had it for 12 months, y'all. And I'm like, man, I wasted that money. And I paid for a couple of other ones as well. So this is the thing. A lot of people are online dating, but they have a, a motive. Um, you know, some people want to meet a, a, a nice guy, good character, you know, not trying to play any games or not trying to, he's looking for, a, you know, credible, a, a relationship long-term, whatever. For me, that's what I'm looking for. Long-term that ends up or begins in marriage. Mm -hmm. So there are other people who are up there to just want a friend. They want something casual. They might, they might just want sex. Uh, other people who may want a long-term relationship, but they not interested in getting married. So you just have to not only look at what people have on their profile, but you have to be willing to dig in a little bit. And I was talking to someone in our group stepping into purity and beyond. And she was saying, don't judge guys based on what they have on their profile because guys are, keep it short. Typically, you don't get a lot of explanation. Um, that's a generalization. So you want to dig deep. If you like what he put on the surface, then you might want to uh, have a conversation to find out more information. Don't judge it based on, oh, that's, that's all he put there or whatever. So I have a lot of uh, <laughs> I have a lot of qualifications. And I do that because there are countless profiles that people, you know, that, that you have to go through and I have to use the process of elimination somehow. So some of it is judgmental. I'm not a judgmental person, but it is some of it. I'm looking and I'm like, look, I don't like the way you are smiling because you're not smiling. I don't like the smirk on your face. I don't like that you have on a that you have a dog because I don't like pets, you know? Um, so it could be things like that. It could be. Uh, your profile said something that doesn't look like it matches my values. And I know, again, that can be real surfacy, but for me, I have to use the process of elimination. So I'm looking for someone who had, who was willing to explain their values in a way that, um, that I could say, okay, I'm, I'm interested in that, or it, it sounds like it's matching my values. So uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, you know, today I was sitting in the car talking to my girlfriend and I was started sw swiping through profiles and sending her pictures. Cause I'm like, did your mom see this picture? Like if you're making an impression, why are you taking a picture like that and putting it up there? As a matter of fact, someone today, I went through profile and he had a picture of G like white Jesus with the, the nice smooth ha hair with the little bun on the end and stuff. Like he had white Jesus up there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, see, that's why you can get swiped left. <laughs> you know, so there are people up there. There are people up there playing games and you'll probably get more people playing games if it's free. But right now I'm still kind of like stubborn about paying. And um, uh, one of my friends is paying for match.com and she has a lot of credible, yeah, well, good relationships. I don't know if they're credible people, but good conversations that have um, become more conversations. And I'm like, well, I might one day think about paying again, but I paid for 
maybe about four sites over the last 10 years. Wow, the struggle, the struggle. Well, you have to let me know how it goes on the free version. Um, I feel like, you know, uh, like you said, you're probably going to end up sorting through a lot of weeds because it's free and people can do whatever they want to do if it's free. So you mentioned the Stepping Into Purity group. So tell us a little bit about Stepping Into Purity. What made you start that group? And I think when I hear the word purity, it triggers some not so great emotions um, in me because of kind of the purity culture that we were raised on. So what is the difference between Stepping Into Purity group that you have and how would you define purity? And like I said, what makes that different than what people would normally think of when they're thinking of the word purity? Well, the word purity doesn't only mean sexual purity, but mental purity as well. And the reason why I came up with the idea for the group was I was in a business class and um, they challenged us to come up with a question to solve a problem. And I was already writing the book. I had just began to write the book maybe about a, a year before, and I was in the middle of uh, still building it out. And the first thing I thought about was, what is my book the solution for? It's the solution to help single women live a lifestyle that's pleasing to the Lord. So whether that's mental, whether that's physical, um, you know, relational, spiritual, it's to draw them closer to the Lord. It's to help them overcome heartbreak, break cycles from unhealthy dating relationships. That includes not having sex because God, he gifted sex to married people, not to single people. And not only that, but helping us reclaim our identity. That's what the book solves. And so I sent out a question and asked people, what are the challenges to you remaining mentally and um, sexually pure while you're single. And they, man, there were a lot of challenges. As a matter of fact, I was thinking more physical, but a lot of people were like, well, I'm not having sex. I'm not in a relationship, but um, mental images come to mind. Or when I watch movies, I, I see things that are a trigger for me, or maybe it's their life cycle, you know, their, their reproductive cycle um, brings up triggers. So I, um, I wanted a place to encourage single women that they could, they could live a lifestyle that's pure, um, sexually, a lifestyle that's pure uh, mentally. And, um, while they're in relationships, while they're single, uh, some people had a problem being pure with themselves because, so they struggled with, um, masturbation and pornography. And so the group is a safe place for single women to um, to really discover who they are. So we want them to be, encourage them in their, in, in their authenticity. We want to celebrate women and their authenticity, the way God made them, and also draw out what he created them to do um, in this season of singleness. And then also we want them to grow. We want them to heal because a lot of us who, whether we grew up in church or grew up in, you know, not in church, we've made a lot of mistakes with people. We've ended up in relationships that weren't fruitful. And um, we stayed in relationships too long and weren't treated the way God intended for us to be treated with love and with value. And so a lot of us, like me, settled for less and settled for people whose values didn't match mine. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know my own values, okay? So I hadn't even built any of that out because I was trying to fill a void. 
the void of um, of of identity, the void of affection. Um, I was trying to feel that on my own with being in a relationship and letting it carry on to sexual intercourse and years of just hanging out and being with someone who I knew was cheating or wasn't as committed to the relationship as they were before. Like their love started fading, you know, and I would just hang in there because I'd be scared to leave because I wanted someone to make me feel valued and desired and wanted. And so um, we also not only uh, help people grow and heal from heartbreak and um, set healthy boundaries and dating. We talk about online dating too. We talk about how to navigate those relationships, um, but we also use it as a means of accountability. Like we want to We we want to break the cycle. We don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over, expect different results. We want to evolve. We want to to value who we are. We don't need anybody to tell us that we have a value. God has already given us a price tag and um, like he's he's applied a price tag to us. We are priceless and we are valuable in his sight. And we need to discover that for ourselves. Because there is a plan and purpose that God has for us to prosper us in the season of singleness. When a single person discovers things deposited in them by God and they start walking that out like, you know, I'm an author now. This stuff was in me. And I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. like talk God, you know, works all things um, according to those who love the Lord and um and called according to his, his purpose. I done butchered that verse. And so I'm like, man, all of that pain, really? He turned it. He turned it. So um, I just heard that song in That's my head um, as well. Well, let me ask you, Renisha, because I think, you know, what you're saying is so um, it's so practical um, for so many people. And I think that, you know, obviously that not every I feel like I say this on every single episode, not every single person who listens to this podcast are believers. There are some who are not, you know, who don't share our Christian faith. But what would you say to um, to a woman who, you know, when I think of the word purity, you know, even when we talk about sexual purity, there's this whole idea that if I have had sex, I'm now no longer, quote, pure. And I had this conversation on the podcast with Sheila Ray Gregoire, and she was really talking about, how that has been very hurtful for a lot of our generation because we've been taught if you've had sex then somehow now you're impure you're you're damaged goods if you will and and I remember being taught that you know um and so I just want to make sure that people understand that regardless of what mistakes you've made regardless of you might be in a relationship right now you may have just had sex listening to this podcast and you're not married yeah. that does not make you impure but it's really the matter of the heart you know, and it's a heart posture. And so we all go through seasons, you know, being married. You know, there's some people who, who might be listening to this that are married that are dibbling and dabbling in some stuff or that are, yeah. you know, maybe they've got an online dating profile open somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Like that in and of itself, it's not our behavior that makes us impure. It's really our, it's a matter of the heart. And so I love what you're doing with single women because I do feel like um, we've been told all these messages from society and from culture. And, you know, some of those messages have come from the church and all of that. It can be very confusing, um, I think, for singles. I mean, you would know this obviously way better than I would. It could be very confusing as you're trying to navigate through, like, who, how am I supposed to be? Like, you have desires, I'm sure. What do you do with those desires if you're not married and you can't meet them? 
Well, you 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 put them on ice. You don't you don't ask the Lord to t- take them away. Uh, Look, the ice don't go away when I get married. So we put them on ice. We don't ask the Lord to take them away. Um, but that there is are good. yeah, yeah. Because some people say, "Oh God, take it away," and I'm like, "No, don't take nothing away. Just put it put it on the back burner there. Put it on the shelf. Don't take it away, please, because I'm gonna need that one day." Um, mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to being pure, it, it really is a heart posture. It is a heart posture surrendered to God and saying, and God created all of us, whether you have a relationship with him or not, he created all of us. And so the mandate of, of uh, sexual purity is not just for single people, married people, Christian people, non-Christian people, like that is the best. And he knows it, he, he, he created it the best for married people um, as a gift to them. And so th- does that mean that single people don't have a gift? Yeah, we have a lot of gifts. My gosh, freedom is our gift. And I'm not saying married people ain't free, but we have a lot more freedom and um, and we have a lot more leeway to doing things that we don't have to talk to someone about. We have uh, we have the concentration on the things that we love to do. We can I can call my girlfriend and say, come on, let's go this place and we can just get up and go. We don't have to plan. We don't have to talk to somebody about it. We don't have to ask for you know permission or whatever you all married people do. Uh, we have gifts, too. Like God is a good God. And so if he's good to married people, he's going to be good to single people. And we don't have to act like because I'm not married, I'm less than. Now, I I will say this. There are, you know, some places, maybe church, for example, who may focus more on married people and families than they do on singles. Well, go out there and start your own singles ministry then or your or your singles travel club or something. You know, don't complain about it. Don't sulk about it. Go and start your own. And, um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned something about purity, I want to go back to, um, you know, what's the difference in what I'm doing and what the church did. I think, you know, back in the day, nobody wanted to even talk about it because they didn't have the information. They didn't have the tools. They didn't have the maturity to talk about sexual purity. They just said, look, just don't have sex. Don't have sex, mm-hmm. which was right. They were afraid of you getting pregnant. Um, and that was about it, you know. Um, but when it comes to having sex, is a whole lot more <clears throat> than just a baby. The baby's not the worst thing that can ha- happen. And the baby isn't bad. Um, but, you know, there are, you, I always say, you know, you can't put a condom around your heart. Your heart can get broken over and over and over again. It can get calloused. And I say this is kind of like the domestic violence uh, language, but, you know, the person who was abused or mistreated becomes the person who's mistreated because they can't forgive. Um, and, and it, you know, again, makes your heart calloused. Uh, you can also get an STD that could have forever. And, um, you know, if you get pregnant, some people are not going to have the baby. They might decide, you know what, I need to sweep this under the rug. And they may decide to have an abortion. I know that was a part of my story. And um, because I was scared to go back to church, I was scared to face, you know, my parents and um, and other people that I thought highly of and didn't want to disappoint. And I wasn't courageous enough to go back to church pregnant. So I thought, oh, well, let me just take care of this with a little bit of money from me and my ex-boyfriend. And I realized now, you know, I have a lot of sorrow and residue from that. So Whenever we go against God's um, 
his his commands, his teachings, because he's always motiv- motivated out of love, because he knows the plans and purposes he has for us to prosper us. Whenever we go against that, there are God is merciful. He is gracious, but he um, but there are consequences and he doesn't want us going through those consequences. So um, so the difference in, you know, being at church and just don't have sex, don't you know have a baby and all this is um, is I want to talk about the process of why people even have sex, why they even use their body in that way, why they even think the way they do if they're not having sex. Uh, maybe I mean, our, in our world, and our culture, we're being inundated by mental images. It's all over the movies. It's in the soft porn. It's on you know billboards, commercials. Like you can't escape it. It's on um, the BET awards and videos and things like that. And so, how do we live in this society with with a, a pure mind and pure motives? So that we can, the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So that we can see God clearly and see what he has prepared for us. It is truly, like you said, a heart posture of surrender to the Lord, believing that, yes, this is a gift. This is one, something I can exercise self-control, right? I can exercise self-control because when you get married, you're going to have to exercise self-control too, just to have sex with your one partner. So that prepares you for marriage and it'll be all good. I just want to thank you for everything that you shared, Venetia. And um, I would love for you to tell people how they can find the Stepping Into Purity Facebook group and then also tell everybody how they can find out about your book that you just published and maybe how can people find out more about you if they would like more information about you, where where to follow you, all the things. All right. Well, um, the Facebook group is called Stepping Into Purity and Beyond. And as a nickname, we call it the SIP group. So you can search for that. If you're a single woman, uh, answer the three entry questions and you will get in. Um, also on Clubhouse, we're on Clubhouse, the SIP group. So you can search for that club um, on Instagram at Stepping Into Purity. And my name is Bernicia T. Ewer. So you can follow me, Bernicia T. Ewer, on all platforms. Uh, my website, if you want to pre-order the book, the website is www.vernishatur.com slash shop dash one. Or you can just click on the shop um, tab page and it'll take you to pre-order the book. Okay. And since no one's uh-huh. going to be able to spell Vernisha your I will make sure that I link to the website, the Facebook group, and all of that in the show notes of this podcast. <laughs> so thank you, friend. Thank you so much. Um, you're, a, you're a gift. You are a treasure, not only to the single community, but just to me as a, as a personal friend. So thank you so much for being on this podcast today, Bernice. Uh, I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Dana. Listen, Bernicia is going to make sure that y'all are saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, and you're still going to be content in your singlehood after she's done with you. So, Bernicia, thank you so much. I love her. She is just such a joy, I tell you. And I just love people who are just the real deal. Like, she is practicing what she preaches. And so, thanks again, Vernisha. I want you guys to make sure that you are following her. Um, If you go to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 32, that is where you are going to find all the show notes from today's episode, including the links to the Stepping Into Purity Facebook group. Also, the link to pre-order her brand new book, also called 
called Stepping Into Purity. And of course, you're going to find a link where you can register for the Boundaries Workshop. So I cannot wait, you guys, for you to be with me virtually as we really set our priorities right in our relationships. I think setting boundaries is so important. It's a necessary component of any healthy relationship. So be sure to head over to danashay.com forward slash workshops. You can register for the workshop right there. And before you go, please consider writing a review for the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it's super simple to rate and review this podcast. Ratings and reviews help this podcast to be seen by other people just like you. And so I would really appreciate your rating and your review. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode. It's been such a privilege to have you as a listener. And I hope that you subscribe to this podcast so that you can get notified every single time a new episode goes live. So until next time, Go ahead and binge listen to the episodes that you miss. But if you're all caught up, I will see you next week on the next episode. Take care, guys. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.